Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to New Books and Biography, a podcast channel on the New Books Network. I'm Mark Clovis, your host for the channel. Today I'm speaking with Frank DiMatteo, co-author with Michael Benson of the book Lord High Executioner, the legendary mafia boss Albert Anastasia. Frank, welcome to the New Books Network. Thank you. I wonder if you could start us off by telling our listeners something about yourself. Okay. Well, I was born in South Brooklyn, grew up in a... Gallo crime family. My father was a hitman for uh, the Bofacci family. My godfather was uh, Joey Gallo's bodyguard. Uh, my uncle, Joe Chapani, was with uh, uh, Anastasia and uh, Joe Adonis. So I pretty much, you know, grew up in, uh, in this life. I, I that comes across very nicely in the book because I, I got the impression that what we're talking about here is not just a book where you were looking at newspaper articles or you know books written by others, but you're basically relating what you heard and and what people told you about these people. These are not just you know dusty figures; they're they're, they're very real people that that you you interacted with. Yes. Well, we had to do research like anything else mm-hmm. uh, to find out some you know basic stuff, historical stuff. But why we did it was because we did have that little closeness. Again, I'm a fan of Albert. You know I mean, you see the Brooklyn guy, he was a real, real tough guy. And we happened to, I have to appreciate that. So it was uh, no brainer to do something about, about uh, Albert. Uh, plus my uncle was with him. Uh, it was always spoke about when I was younger um, uh, Joey Gallo, which we were with, it was, it was supposedly was one of the hitmen. So it was always his name was a, which came up in when I was when I was younger. So it was pretty easy to decide to do uh, an Anastasia book. It's interesting for me because I'm not a uh, you know I'm not an expert in American history. And there was a lot in your book that was familiar, and yet Albert Anastasia is not a name that is as common as, say, uh, Lucky Luciano or uh, Meyer Lansky or Frank Costello or a lot of the figures of that period. Why do you think that Albert Anastasia is is maybe not as well known or as as common as commonly known as some of those other figures are today? Um, you know, that's a good question, man. That's a good question. Uh, he probably did more than any one of them in a lot of different ways. You know, it's the media, man. It's, you know, it's, it's who, who publicizes you, who wants to write. You know, there wasn't a book written about Anastasia. So when I, when I, when I, when I was approached, uh, and I looked, I, you know, I made sure that I didn't want to be repetitious. I looked, there was nothing about Albert. I, I was in shock. So uh, I even scratched my head and spoke to Michael Benson and said, Why? You know, we, sh- we don't know. I think people just jump on bandwagons. 
you know, and, and, and they just write what they think is going to sell or write what they think is going to, what people want. And, uh, that's why I don't think there's much about Albert, uh, because Albert's, uh, you know, you read the book. I mean, I, I mean, I like, I like things that I didn't know exactly too. I mean, I know some street stuff, but it was stuff I didn't know. I mean, the guy was an interesting character. As I was reading it, I, I was especially surprised because while Albert Anastasia was not a person who was known to me, so many of the events that you describe in the book are very famous. They've been mined by authors of other nonfiction works. Uh, they've been mined by authors of, of novels like The Godfather. So it's it's funny how he's a figure that, it, for me, was unknown. And yet, in so many ways, his life was very famous. And I just never really made the connection until I read your book. Right. Well, Al, Albert was mentioned mentioned in many of many of different um, books, you know, uh, movies, you know, documentaries. Uh, but they just never did a complete, uh, you know, story, historical story on them. Again, who knows? But after doing the research and knowing what I knew from the street, I, I found them to be really interesting. It was worth my, worth my time. I was wondering if you could take us back to the beginning and talk about <coughs> Albert Anastasia's uh, upbringing, because he is, you know, he, he's an immigrant, he comes from Italy, and it's a very interesting story in a lot of ways, both uh, his what his childhood was like and how it was that he came to America. I was wondering if you could uh, explain what, what that was. Okay, well, Albert came over like most uh, immigrants, especially Italian immigrants, at the turn of the century. They come from poverty, came to New York or somewhere in the U.S. To, you know, for the Golden Fleece. And when they get here, they found that there was no, the streets are not, uh, you know, paved with gold. Uh, these guys were hungry. They were treated really bad by the system that was in here. And, and my philosophy is that you, you, can create, you can create a criminal, especially when they're hungry. So, and I think he was a product of the, of the time. You know, he came into a situation over here that was, uh, not good for Italians. So, you know, they were treated really bad here. And, uh, you know, some guys, uh, some people band together and they do what they got to do. And this is what we have today. You know, this government has produced a lot of people by their ignorance. So, and it's always came back and bit them in the butt. Uh, and Albert was just one of many that came over and was uh, very, uh, what do you call it, um, what's the word? They weren't happy of, of, of their situation when they got here. And they became who they became. That's my opinion on, on Albert. You know, why? Well, that's my opinion on any, any old gangster from the turn of the century, except for the, the psychopaths and uh, people who were just morons. But I'm talking about real gangsters that came out of poverty. My, my opinion with all of them. Yeah, that's the point of, of Anastasia's story that I thought was uh, typical, but you also, but he's very atypical in the sense that he has an ability and, and, and as you, you know, demonstrate a, a skill that, you know, basically brings him to the top of his profession. I mean, you know, you're, as you're describing, a lot of guys were like him, but not every guy could do what he did and get to where he was. How did he start out 
uh, in uh, America in terms of becoming uh, a member of organized crime? How do who who do you join? Who do you associate with? And how do you start to really distinguish himself? Well, he was a young guy, like like in Brooklyn in in those days, uh, young guys who came over. You only have one opportunity to work over here, and ninety nine percent it was at the uh, at the docks, and he worked at the docks like like everybody else did. Did if you can get a job because the Irish ran the docks at the time, and. Uh, as Italian, you have to, you know, you had to wiggle your way in and get some work. And uh, he had no problem, you know, you know, wiggle his way in. And he happened to be, uh, you know, a, a tough uh, a kid at the time. And uh, he did take no garbage from no one. And and uh, he did his first uh, killing when he was, uh, you know, attacked when he was a very young guy. And that started his his life into uh, to, to, to where he, you know, where he went, who he be, became. became. Uh, it's just it's a story of, of you know uh, Albert was had no fear, you know, and he didn't mind killing, you know, he had no remorse. Some guys have it, some guys don't. Yeah, Albert had no remorse at all. I mean, I think maybe later on, maybe he was a little more psycho. You know, but I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't know, but I've been around enough for them. I know a few things, but uh, but at the, at, at the beginning, I think it was just uh, survival. It was interesting, also, how you look at the methods of his killing, and you, you hear you just uh, talk about one of the things that distinguished uh, Anastasia Anastasia from the others who uh, did what he did, which is that you mentioned that a lot of them had a particular uh, style or method. They they preferred say. Uh, using a, a knife or, or, or using a gun or using a rope. And it, as, as you explained, you know, he was, you know, really, you know, very good at doing all sorts of things. And that was one of the things that, that caused him to stand out early on. Yeah, well, he was hands on. He'll strangle you to death. And this guy was a tough guy. Uh, he'll strangle you. He'll, you know, he'll stab you in the back of the neck. He'll shoot you. Uh, he'll smudge you to death. I mean, the guy was a killer. You know, and, and he had no remorse of doing it anyway, and he was a hands-on. He was one of those guys that hid in the shadow and shot you from a block away. That, that's not. That's not what. Uh, that's not what. Uh, his mo was. I think he he was a hands-on guy because he had no remorse. He was fearless. He didn't. He was fearless in, in that way too. So uh, that's why he was so hands-on of what he did. You know, Albert is is a, is. I can't say unique because other guys were, were like like that too, but I don't think as passionate as um, as Albert, you know, from his background. And Albert wasn't a happy guy, you know. He was not a happy guy. He was never a happy guy, and and that's why he uh, he killed so well and so easily. Yeah, you mentioned about how he uh, strangled him. I was thinking of that part of the book because it really does convey a sense as to, and I'm connecting this with what you were just saying about the docs, about how he comes across as being a, a physically very strong person. And that seems to be yeah. you know, part of, of what made him such a remarkable person early on in terms of rising up. Well, you know, he, was, he wasn't a very big guy. I don't, I don't know his numbers off him, but uh, he was not a very big guy. He was a strong guy. He wasn't very really big. But he, Albert sent fear into him, man. You know, when he was young, you know, he made his bones, killed where to kill. Uh, 
you know, Lucky Luciano and those guys got a, you know, found out about him. And that's how he wanted him out of jail because they backed him up on a retrial and he, and he wanted about it that well. And he went right with the boys. And they knew that this, that uh, Albert was a stone, stone killer. And uh, but he was not a very nice guy. He was, you know, he just was not a very nice guy. <laughs> uh, he made wise guys sh- shake in his presence. I mean, nobody even liked to even go sit down with, Al- with uh, uh, Albert. He just was. He was just not, got, not a good guy. I mean, some guys, you know, are tough. And, you know, you know, you got to be fear- fearful of them. But Albert, you didn't want to go even meet. And you're, and you're another guy that kills people and you're a, a captain or a, or a skipper or something like that in, in, in the structure of the mob. And, and you, don't even want to sit, you, you don't even want to sit with him. That's how bad this guy is. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, like I say all the time, you're, you're as good as you are, you know. And that's why uh, he uh, moved up the ladder, you know, to become the boss because treachery and the... And um, breaking the rules to get there, he was good at it. I was wondering if you could maybe provide us with a bit of context at this point in his life, because you start him out in the, I mean, he comes to America uh, right around the time of the First World War. He's coming up in uh, the New York organizations during the 1920s. This is the era of Prohibition. And he plays a role in this very famous struggle between Joe Masseria and uh, and uh, I can't remember his name Sal uh, Maranzano. And I was wondering, if you, yeah, I was wondering if you explain uh, where a- a- Anastasia was in that and uh, what role he played in that very famous struggle between these two men. Well, I, I, if I'm mistaken, uh, uh, Abu was uh, one of the killers on the on the Masseria hit, so he was very instrumental on it. He was one of Lucky Luciano's top killers at the time. It was uh, Albert. It was uh, Vito Genovese. And uh, uh, what's his name? Ugly Siegel. And uh, another guy on here. I can't think what it was right now. Uh, so I think we were the top close guys with, uh, luck, luck, with Lucky. So uh, you're going to use your best to go to, to take out a boss. And... Uh, and, and, and I think he, he did already, he had two, three bodies at that time already, uh, Albert Anastasia, you know, when he went and did the hit with, uh, with them on uh, Masseria. Uh, you use your closest guys. Uh, Albert was a killer. You know? yeah, Albert was a killer. Uh, if he was a, I, I don't know if he was a psychopath, but at that point, you know, I know towards the end, you know, he, you know, he was losing his mind and in certain ways, maybe from the power, and, you know, just from the, the freedom of killing. But at that point, he was a, it was a little, it was a little hitman with for uh, Lucky, and that's why he he grew, you know, and became who he became. Well, in a position to come become who he became is from doing all the the, the work. That's why that's why he got there. And that makes me think about what you were just talking about. It's about how uneasy it must be. Here's a man who you can rely upon to go kill a boss and to get the job done. And that's something that you absolutely need. If you're, if you're somebody like uh, lucky Luciano at the same time, you have a guy who doesn't think twice about killing a boss. And that's definitely got to make you a little uneasy. Well, you know, it's always been that way, man. I mean, uh, Albert, uh, uh, 
this is the like the third this is the third boss that was killed in the history of uh of the American uh, mafia. There was two before that that <clears throat> that was taken out that didn't supposed to be killed in the first place because they broke the first rule. The rules broken every day. The rule that was made from the wise guys or from the bosses to protect themselves was the was you can't kill a boss. That was the first rule ever broken. It just didn't help. So uh, they knew it. Lucky did it to Lucky did it to his guy. They used they used uh, what do you call it uh, Albert Anastasia as a, as a, as the gun. But Lucky is the one that went against you know the one against his bosses. So it's been done a long time. You got when you got guys around you that are killers, you use them. And a lot of guys at that time were well, yeah, a lot of shooters at that time. I think a lot more those days than in the last 50, 50 years. And my and my reason for that is again, <clears throat> they come through poverty, they come up to <clears throat> they come out as immigrants over, they were treated like shit. And they had their own, um, you know, mindset on how things were going to work. Uh, and, you know, with money and with, uh, you, know, you can buy a lot of things, especially the law. Those days of law, was they, they, were, they bought them very easily. Uh, there was still a struggle between the Irish and Italian on the docks. And it's, it's all about power, you know, the strongest wins. Uh, and these guys were the hardened uh, criminals, you know, hardened guys. That, and that's why they're so hard uh, compared to today. Albert had just happens to be one of the, you know, really, really, really you know, hard ones, you know. Uh, it could be, uh, you know, just in his mind, you know. Because he uh, went through some bad shit. Uh, excuse my language again. He went through some bad stuff, and you know it takes a toll on you. And then killing comes easy when you can get away with it. Uh, and the power, you know, you know, starts fogging your mind. And that's what Albert became. But one thing about Albert, they, they were afraid. Of, he made men shiver, and that's what's so interesting about Albert. There's been other killers. Before Albert, after Albert, but no one made uh, guys uh, shiver like Albert. That's that's the key of it. And also, and that's what I find interesting. And also, there's never been uh, a killer who was so uh, who who created an organization that was as famous as his. I I mean, I watch uh, you know sometimes watch uh, shows from the fifties and sixties, and they refer to Murder Incorporated, it, which to me says something about how large that organization loomed in the imagination and as you explain in the book you know uh, uh, the, the very name was you know an invention of the media but it was yeah. a very real organization that albert anastasia you know organized and ran i was wondering if you could perhaps explain a bit how it worked <clears throat> why they set it up and, and and why was it so effective well why they set it up they set it up because uh pretty much lucky luciano and Maya Lansky really, really ahead of their time. They were they were brilliant in, in a lot of ways, and they needed a structure to isolate themselves away from the law. They knew if if they don't speak to no one or they don't contact those days, they get away with it. You know, they step away. So 
think it was I really think it was it was Lansky and uh, uh, Louis Lepke that really put put it together. <laughs> they made Lucky made uh, 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 what's the name Albert Anastasia in charge of it because Anastasia in Brooklyn. You know, he's a Brooklyn guy. He's he's running under under Lucky, and those guys in Brownsville. I mean, the same story. You got guys from the ghetto. You got guys come poverty. You got guys come up. They were they were Jewish, Jewish guys or Italian guys. Or I don't care what they are. You're hungry. You come. You're gonna. See, you got a gun. You're gonna eat. And that's why these guys. These guys came up, and uh, they found each other because really, you know, it's easy to find guys to do what you do. It's just easy. And they put that they put that murdering together, and they were just good at what they did, you know. I mean, it got sloppy after a while because you get sloppy when you become content, and they got sloppy. But it was it was it was a great old day. Now, me personally, <clears throat> I always argued the point <clears throat> that they hold on <clears throat> they went around killing four million people. I don't believe that. Uh, I just don't believe that. And I, so they killed a lot of people. But you know, if it, it was 100, 400, or 1,000, they killed a lot of people. That's what they did. They enforced the law for the mob. They killed people who had to be killed. They, they collected money. You know, they did a lot of things. Uh, uh, Albert ran them good. You know, they feared Albert. Even they, they were killers, but you got killers that feared Albert. Uh, and it, it just ran well. It ran well until it, 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 it slipped up. Uh, just like today, these guys are flipping. They did it then. You know, they think this is new about the guys coming rats and stuff like that. I mean, I, and I scratch my head. I go home. Oh, you know, and people say, "Well, I can't believe mobs no good no more. All rats." Like, but they've been doing it for the, since the '30s. What, what are you talking about? I'm not an educated guy. I'm a ninth grade dropout. But uh, but I see that. Don't you see that? I mean, you know, read between the lines. It's not new. Uh, but he ran a good organization. And he ran it with fear. He had some smart guys around him. He had Costello, Frank Costello around him. Louis Lepke was is the one that was really, you know, uh, the in-between guy between Albert's, uh, Albert's um, what do you call it, what Albert needed to be done and, and Boys Brownsville. I happen to uh, find a, those guys to be really interesting, you know. So uh, it, it was uh, it was a good... It was a good one when they had it. Uh, while they had it, and then it, 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 everything is over. Everything ends. You know, just like uh, Albert. Albert ended at one point because uh, pretty much he ended because there's always somebody behind you that wants to step up. That's the way this game is played. You know, it's politics here too. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta run and you gotta get ahead of someone. That's how it works. And uh, it was Carlos' time. He was he was backed up by. Uh, and it was his time to go. And they killed him, just like he killed Mangano, just like Mangano killed uh, uh, Salisi, like Salisi killed, I can go on forever uh, about killing your bosses. Uh, and it was just, uh, I was time to go. Uh, they argue about, uh, you know, I put it that he was selling um, uh, buttons to people. Now they're saying that Scalisi was selling buttons to people. Uh, uh, you know, I, I wasn't there. I don't know. A couple people say it was, it's crap. A couple people say it's true. Uh, even in the streets when I was younger. 
uh, you know, you know, you don't know uh, if he if he really stole buttons. They said the same thing about um, Tony Bender. They said that's why Tony Bender got killed, but uh, we don't think so either. We think Tony Bender got killed because uh, he was helping Joey Gallo on the break away from Joe Pafacci. I was wondering. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So you know, and these guys are all. Why I'm saying that they all link together. You know, Albert was in charge of all that. So, uh, I was wondering if you could explain briefly what you mean by by selling buttons, because that that's uh, you know that that's not a, a, a phrase that a lot of people are, are familiar with. Okay, well, selling buttons means this: when you in the mafia, when you want to, uh, if you get uh, elected to get uh, made to be a made man in the, in the in the family, it means you become uh, you know uh, like an officer, if you want to put it that way. In the in the mafia family, we call it a button. Uh, and, you, and you get one. Uh, you can only get one if you put up by somebody, proposed by somebody uh, in your family, like a captain or the boss, uh, and uh, and the other guys vote on it if they if they like you or if they think you deserve one. And then you get then you get it being made in in a uh, in a family. We call it a buns. But at, at one time it was said that uh, uh, Alba Anastasia was selling them for fifty thousand. Guys made to get guys made, and or and then they said Fiscalisi was made doing it, and and um, you don't you don't know. I, I don't know anybody, honestly, that uh, that got a bun by buying it from uh, Albert or or Scalisi. You know, even even when I was younger, these guys were still some were still around. So, uh, and I think that's I think that's that's just an excuse. I'm sorry, I think it's an excuse because Vito. Wanted and what uh, Vito Genovese and, and Carlo Camino were treacherous, and they lived by the law, and they wanted and, and Carlos was time to he wanted to he wanted to be boss. He wanted the fame, he wanted the power, and that's what you do. You step on the guy ahead of you, and that's why uh, Anastasia was taken out. Plus, he was he was he was wild, getting wild at the end. I actually want to go back a bit because uh, I, we, were, we were talking about uh, murdering and we were talking about uh, and Anastasia's involvement with that. But he also, as you explained in the book, he, it was, that wasn't just the one role he had. He was also the underboss under uh, Vincent uh, Mangano. And I was, Mangano. Wondering if, I was wondering if you could perhaps uh, explain that relationship there because that was one of the other parts of the book was very fascinating, which was that you have this very, uh, you know, uh, ruthless individual in the organization and yet for a long period of time he's this underboss under a guy and as you explained they didn't get along very well no Vincent Mangano and and, uh, and uh, Philip and and Albert they, they're always at each other's throats uh, Albert was headstrong he wanted to move he wanted to do things Mangano was a little laid back uh, a lot laid back compared to him and uh uh, Albert would you know, supersede and just do what he wanted to do, and then always have a confrontation with Mangano, and uh, uh, they wanted to kill each other for a while, but they both both had backing. Lucky, uh, Lucky, uh, you know, was very close with uh, Albert. He had Frank. He had Frank Costello. He had a lot of guys, a lot of killers with him. Uh, Albert, Albert Anastasia. So he was backed by uh, a lot of guys. And uh, Mangano 
he had he didn't have as much power at, at that point. He was losing the power, and uh, he just didn't get along. So at one point, uh, uh, you know, Alba got uh, said, "This is this is it. I'm done," and he took him out. He took him, him and his brother took uh, both of them out. And they only found the bodies of one of them uh, afterward. Right. Right. But I wrote in the book what my philosophy was or what I was told in the book. Now, you also talk in the book about uh, Anastasia and, and, and the, the mob's uh, involvement with law enforcement. And, it, this, and that's another part of the book I thought was really interesting, which was how it changed over time. You described how in the 20s, you mentioned how, you've mentioned already how in the 20s and the 30s, the uh, law was something that could be easily bought. And yet there is this evolving relationship how in, the, how in the 20s and 30s. It seems to be mostly about, uh, you know, New York police, state and local, and how over time you start to see the uh, federal government stepping in in the form of, of investigative committees. How does, how does Anastasia deal with that? And how does that change uh, create uh, a different sort of pressure on him? They, they were used to having buying everybody between the, the, the governor, the mayor of New York, the district attorneys, the judges. They've been since, since day one when they came over. These guys were always fought their way with these guys, with these with, the, with them. So uh, they always had a free hand, as long as it was money or some kind of scandal, you know, that you could have over their head. There was a lot of things people would do to get to, to these guys who have an upper hand over these guys. And it went all the way to the 50s. I mean, the 50s, you know, they started losing power, uh, you know, because uh, different committees, you know, uh, uh, police commissioners changed, uh, the mayors changed, and you just lose power by different people coming in. You know, some guys can be bought, some guys can't. Still today, you know, the same way. I think they had all through the 60s. I think when the 60s ended, that's when the boys, you know, like uh, the, the families lost their power with uh, buying uh, judges and, and mayors and, and district attorneys. And uh, it, it's just, uh, it revolves, man. It, you know, people change. And when that changes, it changes your, your power in the sh- or structure in the mafia because uh, what you had before, you don't have now. If, you know, if you, you know, if you can buy uh, your way out at a gun charge, now you can't buy your way at a gun charge. Now you're in trouble. Well, now you got to do it differently. Now you got to kill three people or witnesses. You know, it makes it uh, it makes it different. But when you know that you can put the D, you have the DA in your pocket, then you hey, don't worry about it. Just do what you got to do, and we'll worry about it then with the money. Because money flows like water. You're talking about millions and millions and billions and billions of dollars. Money was no problem with these guys. So as uh, long as there was the corruption. In, 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 in politics, you know, made the, made uh, gangsters stronger. If, 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 if politics wasn't as, 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 as corrupt, the mafia wouldn't be as strong. You mentioned, you know, how, oh, good. I'm just saying, I mean, you can see that now. I mean, the stronger the law got, the weaker the, 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 the mafia has gotten. You mentioned the uh, how there's money flowing uh, through uh, the organization during this period. Uh, did Anastasia? Did he? Uh, w- did he uh, live modestly? Did he uh, flaunt it a little bit? W- w- uh, 
how did he how did he profit from it in the sense and 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 how did he use that money did, did he was he all about just building the organization or did he uh you know do things with in terms of buying a nice house uh living an extravagant life yeah albert albert was making money left and right drugs gambling the longshoreman association that his brother ran uh he had a beautiful he had a mansion in jersey on the water this guy he lived high you know, he custom-made suits, custom-made hats, custom-made shoes, shoes, coats. He lived high. He lived high. Uh, he uh, he traveled well. Uh, he just uh, spent the money well. I mean, but he lived. He left it to his wife. Uh, when he when he got killed, killed, he left a ton of money to his wife and family, hidden, because everybody else after that they stopped bringing him money. But he he had a lot stashed. And he set the family up real good. But he lived well. He had a beautiful home uh, in, in Jersey, a mansion on the water. These guys spend it as it comes in. Some guys save it. Some guys reinvest it. Some guys do both. They spend uh, tons of money gambling every day. Some buy, guys buy homes. Some guys are invested in restaurants or bars or beauty parlors or whatever they do. Everyone does it differently. These guys are not stupid guys. They, you know, it's it's according to who they, you know, who they are. But they're not very stupid. You I mentioned, think, you know, uh, they're not the smartest guys in the world, but they're not stupid. <laughs> you, you mentioned in the book that um, you, you, uh, periodically how uh, sort of the, the three strikes that led uh, to the decision to uh, kill Anastasia. I was wondering if you could perhaps explain how it was that he goes from being someone who is feared and, and, and basically, but rises through the organization to the point where they make a decision that as fear, as fearsome as he is, he's got to go, or, or maybe because he's so fearsome, he's got to go. Okay. One is that these guys like crazy, but they don't like too crazy. They, if they fear you, then when it comes to a point that you're, you're too crazy and uncontrollable, then you lose your power because then they get together, the other forces, the other crews, the other gangsters, and they, and they start as bad as you are, as killer you are, when they get enough people around them to say, it's time, no matter who you are, you're gone because you can't take the money out of these wise guys' pockets and you can't scare them too much because it's just no good. Uh, and in this life, it's, it's, it's been done a hundred times. The guy under you is 99.9 is going to want to go up the ladder and he's going to kill you. He's going to kill you. So it's, it's, it's like a script. If you're if you read the script, this is, <laughs> this is what's going to happen. You're going to be the boss and the guy under you is going to take you out. And, and, it's, and, and when they, when they, it's their time, when they feel that they're strong enough, they deserve it, or there's or, or people around them are, are making noise about, you know how crazy Albert is, and it's time to go, and we're losing uh, some political things, or he's selling buttons, or or, or he's shooting civilians, and everybody gets together and go, okay, time to go. Yeah, you know he's a killer. Okay. But there's there's five thousand of us. You think maybe one of us can get them? <laughs> no, <laughs> you know. And, and when you take out their pockets, 
Yeah, they, they, they start, you know, gathering together like Indians. They get together, then they start plotting. One guy or a couple guys by themselves or a little crew, they're not smart, they're not smart enough or they're not, you know, brave enough. But when you got other guys stronger, start, you know, making noise, it's, you're going you're gonna to go. You're going to go. It happens all the time. It happened after Albert and happened before Albert. So how did they take out Albert himself? You describe in the book, I was wondering if you could perhaps just set the scene for us as to how it was that Albert Anastasia uh, ended up being killed. Vito, Vito Genovese and Carlo Cambino decided that it was time for Albert to go. Uh, Carlos was on the boss at the time for Albert. He got strength by going to Vito, which is a, who was a boss at the time, you know, of his own family head of his own family, and, and they plotted. said, if I do this, you, you back me. And, you know, Vito uh, said, yeah, take him out. He's a, he's a nut anyway. You, I'm closer to you than him. You know, and let's go. And, you know, they got, they plotted how to, how to get to Albert. They know what he did every day. So they got to his bodyguard. That's why his bodyguard wasn't there, because he went to go have a cigarette outside in the sun, because... They got him and they said, like anything else, you know who we are. I would, uh, like Carlo, Carlo Cabino. You know who Carlo is. I'm with Carlo. We're going to kill him. You want to go with him? You're fine. Look what I got with me. What I got with you. You ain't got enough there. Take a walk. And he took a walk and they, and, 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 and they easy walk to go in there and kill him. You get to the guys around him all the time. You got to get the guys around the guys. Boss, if he's strong there, nobody, you're not going to get to him. That's why you pick around the edges, and then and then you and then you then you get to him. And exactly what they did with Albert, they got to his bodyguard and bodyguards, and then he was uh, easy talking. Yeah, and he was doing basically he was doing the same things. He, he was living a pattern, as you described. He was going to a barber shop uh, in a hotel. He was doing it on a regular basis. He went in for yeah. a shave, so they could they knew where and when he'd be when they could definitely get him with with minimal complication. Exactly. I mean, he, they, these guys are doing some routines every day. Why they hit him in Manhattan? I don't know. I don't know what he did in Brooklyn because he used to come to Brooklyn too. He used to go to a bar on, on Court Street. He used to go to a club on uh, there on. Um, on Columbia Street, do a lot of things. Why there? You got me, I don't know. I don't know, I would have asked, but the last guy I knew that was on the hit, he died too fast, so <laughs> I didn't have a chance to ask him. <laughs> well, I, I did, but, um, I, I got the, yeah. you, you allude to why, why they did, because you know, he's in a barber chair, he's, he's relaxed, he's comfortable, he's got that hot towel in his face, so he has no idea what's happening around him. He, be, and he, and, uh, I'm thinking a person like that, he clearly is not expecting it. I mean, you don't put yourself in that situation if if you think there's even a chance that some guy's going to show up and and kill you. No, you know you do know you're always a target. You know that because uh, you saw what happened to the guy before you, and you saw what what you did. So you, it's always there. But you get so cocky and so in your mind, you you think that you're untouchable, and you say the Gonyonis to do it. And because I'm Albert Anastasia and I got 20 guys with guns, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. You know, 
and always been wrong. So he's just another one that was clouded in his mind with this power. Sh- and it and it happened again. That's what Vincent Mangano said about about him. He ain't gonna do it. He ain't got the cognones. I'm Vincent Mangano. And, and then he killed him. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's an ongoing story. It's an ongoing story. They, they get too their minds get cloud cloudy with power. And when you're a killer, you know you don't think right in the first place. You know how how normal you want to. How normal are you in the first place if you're if you're killed with no remorse and and for business? So we're trying to make sense out of things, something that's not sensible. Well, we've you taken we've taken up a lot of your time, but before we go, could you tell us what you're working on now? I just finished a book, uh, uh, "What We Really Cowboys: uh, Life After President Street." It's, a, it's an autobiography, it's part two of the President Street Boys, and uh, there was it's out now. I just finished a book for Kenniston called uh, The Hitman, the Sonny uh, Pinto story. That should be released next year. And then uh, then I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea. I'm just going to sit around and, 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 and see what I like to do and think of something good that's not that's not been played already. Uh, you know, I, I, everything I pretty much write, I try to write that hasn't been done. You know, we did the Carmine Persico. There was no books about Carmine, the Snake Persico. That's why we did that one. The President Street Boys was a autobiography that started me writing. Uh, I've never been written about, uh, you know, in a book in a book form. And now the Sonny Pinto was never written about. Uh, I'm gonna find out who else that I that is, that interests me and that I might know something about and that's not been written. Otherwise, I'm done because <laughs> I don't write stuff <laughs> just for nothing. Well, I do uh, hope you find stories a to- about people. I do hope you find a topic as good as Albert Anastasia because this was definitely a very interesting read. Yeah, Albert's uh, Albert's an interesting guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked Albert. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Frank DiMatteo, thank you very much for taking some time out of your schedule to speak with us. Hope you have a great day. Thank you so much.